Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. All right, Kevin, Arkansas in the midst now of a four-game losing streak. And at least, it seems like at least one thing has been consistent, and that is they fall behind early and they rally late but just can't quite get over the hump, so to speak. What do you see out of this Arkansas baseball team this early in the year? Good evening, gentlemen. Yeah, it's it's a little bit of everything. And if you look back, yeah, they've lost four in a row. Three of those games have been by one run. But they just had their season high total for hits. And they had 15 against Illinois State the other day. And you talked Coach Van Horn in his press conference and when they met with the media the other day, just talked about it's timely hitting. It's it's one or two things here. Blake Adams hasn't looked as good as he had in the fall. Uh, Kevin Copps has left the ball over the middle of the plate a couple of times, and it's just they're close. And I talked about on the podcast last night that if we were seven and three going into Tuesday and had won every series, the the fans wouldn't have been in an uproar like they are. But there are a couple of things. Everybody was down on Casey Martin. I'm always going to have Casey's back because I've known him for a long time. But, yeah, he broke out of his funk the other night. So you got to remember this t- this team lost a lot of guys, or, you know, a good number over the last couple of years that were veteran leaders. So new guys that are they're having to rely on to step up for veteran leadership, those guys have to jail. you got to bring in a new freshman in Robert Moore who's really coming on. you got Braden Webb. He's doing a good job. But – you're getting a lot of freshmen and sophomores coming out of the bullpen. They're really finding their spot and their role. And I know Rick has talked about that before. So just like your Doc was talking about, finding the team chemistry, it's going to take a little bit. And there are going to be some growing pains as you get through this. And those teams that have three-year and four-year guys are the ones that are usually standing there at the end and not just one- or two-year phenoms. It's like that in baseball as well. How big is it going to affect – this pitching staff not having Connor Nolan to uh, start tomorrow. Yeah, we don't know how long Connor's going to be out. It's been reported it's a mild strain. Unfortunately, there was a rumor that went around today that it was a torn uh, oblique muscle, but the University of Arkansas will make sure that the the right information gets out on that. So I think it's going to make the bullpen have to step up a little bit. You're going to see guys like Peyton Paulette Coach Van Horn said you're going to see more of him this weekend. They're going to have to expand their role and establish their role. We believe that Zeb Vermillion has established himself as the closer, along with Elijah Tress being a good setup guy. He ran into a little bit of trouble this past weekend, but it, it wasn't anything that can't be fixed. So the bullpen's going to step up. Caleb Bolden getting the Saturday start. I was really happy to see that. He's going to have to go five or six innings, and Cole Raymond can do the same. He only made a couple of mistakes against Baylor the other night. But he, overall, his stat line was good, and he worked off his slider like Cole does when he's doing really well. And if Wicklander can do what he does and get over mentally what happened against Texas, I think they're going to be all right, Randy. Yeah, I was going to ask you about Wicklander in particular. I mean, you look at his ERA right now, still three, um, two-and-one record. Uh I mean, you look at the numbers, 12 innings, nine hits, six runs, four earned runs, four walks, and uh, 14 strikeouts. I think the part that is is probably as baffling as anything, uh, at least in the last couple of games, is both the mental 
and the physical errors that this team is making. That's exactly right. Look at Oklahoma. That one inning, they scored three runs, and next thing you know, we made two errors that contributed to that. Connor Nolan, we were ahead 3-2 to two against an All-American pitcher. Cade Cavalli is going to make a lot of money throwing a baseball one day. So we were up 3-2 to two when he came out of the game. And talk about the mental errors. They, they look like they just weren't all tuned in and focused. And Coach Van Horn and Coach Thompson have talked about accountability. So these players have to hold themselves accountable for when they go through slumps. They can't feel sorry for themselves. They can't get down and in their feelings too much because you have a chance to right the wrongs the very next day in baseball. That's the great thing about this game. You have a chance to come out there and make the past a memory and go on with your game. So it was good to see Casey come out of that slump. And if this team gels at the right time, you know, like I said, they had 15 hits the other day. Yeah, they lost. The bullpen did not come through. But when they're clicking on all cylinders, it's going to be a really dangerous team. Speaking of Casey Martin, what did you see, Kevin, in particular? Or did they really not change anything from a physical or, or a uh, uh, stance or technique standpoint more than maybe what they worked in between the ears of Casey Martin? And that that's always been the biggest thing with Casey. People talk about, well, he needs to slow down. He needs to do that. Casey's always going to play the game fast. It's just about it, does he have to think about it or does he have to react? He is a great ball player when he just reacts. And he's probably, and I will say this, he's probably the best opposite field hitter that nobody knows about because he doesn't go that way a lot. He's not a bad slider or curveball hitter. He's just chasing ones that are out of the zone right now. So if he works that opposite field, that right center approach like he knows how, the biggest thing is when he finishes a swing, and y'all can pay attention to this, his belly button is always pointed at shortstop. If you're in the zone and you're hitting the way you should be, you should have a half turn when you're going to right field, a full turn when you're going to left, and it's about a 75% turn when you're going right up the middle. So he's made those adjustments with his swing following through. So that's what that, those were the biggest things that I saw the other day. Did you or did anyone see this coming with Robert Moore? I, I mean, I, you heard the accolades. You realize what a a big time so-called uh, high school player he was, kind of like Andrew Benatendi. But did anyone have a clue? At, I mean, does he even have to shave? <laughs> you know, I, I've seen Robert the last two years on the showcase circuit, and he's one of the best guy, players that I've coached against. And that includes a lot of the top 30 players in the nation during the summer, but he was the most complete. I'm talking about hit for average, hit for power. The arm strength is getting there, but his hands are so incredibly lightning quick that he's just a ball player. And, of course, having his father as the GM of the Royals, he grew up around baseball, so guess what? He's going to be a baseball player. It was just like uh, Dr. Hill with you having Juice. Juice was always around the ball growing up. And I remember he could have been a college baseball player because he was so good when he was 11, 12 years old. But those guys generally gravitate to the, the sport that they're around. And you're getting to see that now. So, no, it doesn't surprise me a lick. He's having a lot of great success right now. And it's going to be a lot of fun because guess what? We get to see this for two more years. Yeah, thank goodness. Uh two more years because uh if he were any older you'd say was it 21 by uh junior year yeah 21 your junior year and rick you can correct me on this but if 
within 30 to 60 days of the draft if you're eligible after your second year of college. That's correct. With Moore, though, he'll just be 20 after his junior year, and he is That's right. at that point. Yeah. Incredible. All right, Drive Time Sports. Rick Schaefer along with the doctor of football, Dr. Fitzgerald Hill. I'm Randy Rainwater. Our baseball guru, Kevin Bohannon, returns in a moment. All right, Kev, before we uh, switch our atten- uh, attention to uh, the high school ranks, uh, if, you're, if you're able to, if you can kind of give us a little bit of a scouting report on South Alabama. Yeah, quick rundown of the Jaguars. Uh, they are 7-7 seven and seven on the year. If you look in the past, they did sweep the Hogs uh, in 2014, but they did lose in 2015 7-0. That was the last time that we played them. They've only got four home runs as a team, hitting 200 for average. They're led by Reed Powers. He's hitting 372, the only player that's over 300 on their team. He has two home runs, 10 RBIs. Michael Sandel's pretty good on the bases. He's been six for six so far with stolen bases. He's hitting 292. Ethan Wilson's hitting 288 with one home run and seven RBIs. The rotation that they've had the past few weekends has stayed pretty much the same. They did take two or three from Gonzaga this past weekend. Drake Nightingale is their Friday night guy. All of these are right-handed pitchers, but Drake went six in the third inning, only gave up three hits, had 10 strikeouts. He's six foot, about 200 pounds. He's holding teams to a 206 average. Uh, Miles Smith is their Saturday night guy. He went five innings, allowed five hits. He's 5'11", 210, also a righty. And then JoJo Booker is their Sunday pitcher. He also went five innings, Scattered four hits and gave up a couple of earned runs. A little bit bigger physical right-handed pitcher. He's 6'3", 215. You're not going to get a whole lot of power from this team like we mentioned. They are going to spray the ball. You might see a lot more opportunistic baseball, kind of like Gonzaga did. But as we've seen, anything can happen. I know Illinois State, everybody was up in arms, but they did push Louisville last year in the regional. Had to take them an extra game and Illinois State's picked behind Dallas Baptist and Missouri State in their conference, so I believe the Hogs will get back on track this weekend and take at least two out of three and hoping for a sweep. Let's talk with uh, Ray. Ray, good afternoon. Welcome to Drive Time Sports. Good afternoon, fellas. Uh, Coach Bohannon, can I ask you a question? Yes, sir. What you got, Ray? Uh, Did you coach Mills High? Comments. I went to Mills in 98-99. My father coached at Mills, Tony Bohannon. Okay, okay, okay. I remember him. Uh, I was going to ask you, uh, do you remember Andy Runyon, David Warstel? Oh, yeah, I played with those guys. We won the state title in 99, beat Conway 7-3 the first time they had the finals up at Baum Stadium. But I actually talked to Andy on about a weekly basis. He's living up in Paragould right now, uh, doing great, has three kids. So, uh, yeah, we still talk a lot of baseball. Okay, good. I was just wondering, did those guys go to college, play any minor league or anything? Uh, y'all have a good one. Appreciate you, Ray. it, Ray. Yeah, we had off that team calculating, there were 15 of us, and I think 13 of us played college baseball. I went to Rhodes, ended up at UALR. Andy went to Missouri, ended up at Arkansas State. Uh, David Worstel, he went to Texarkana Community College. Blake Horseman, he went to Arkansas State. Luke Mercado was at UALR. It was a really good team. Uh, you don't really see that collection of talent anymore. I know Cabot and Bentonville, they have a collection of guys that have eight or 11. But that was a really good group of guys. We went 60, 
three and five in two years. Only lost one game our our junior year, and then one at our senior year. So it was good. Good looking back on those guys twenty years ago winning the state title. Speaking of the high school baseball season, started off in earnest this past Monday. A lot of different little tournaments going on in and around not just the area but the state. And um, we had a chance, that is, Cersei had a chance to see the number seven team in your 6A rankings. That was Little Rock Catholic, who swung the bat pretty well. So uh, if you would, Kev, just give us a roundup of high school baseball in week number one. Yeah, Randy, luckily the weather held off this week, and we've been able to get in some really good baseball games. Talk about the tournaments that are going on, the Benton Panther Invitational. I believe Catholic just beat Benton. They didn't have the bats going tonight, but Robert Bavon, the Oklahoma State commit, was on the mound. He had a no-hitter going through six innings, and I believe lost it with two outs in the sixth. I believe Catholic held on for a one nothing win to advance to the finals of the Benton Panther Invitational. Uh, they're going to play the winner of North Little Rock and Sheridan or Bentonville West. North Little Rock, who came in, I believe they're number eight in the AP and our media baseball poll. Grant Shahan was really good the other night. They won 12 to nothing over Whitehall. One of the best performances of the week, Randy, Ethan Bates, the Arkansas Razorback signee. They played Bryant opening night, and Ethan got the ball, took the mound, and proceeded to throw a perfect game, 18 up, 18 down with eight strikeouts. He also hit a two-run home run and a three-run triple, and they beat Bryant 15 to nothing. It was really shocking to see that score come out of that game. We know Bryant has always been a baseball powerhouse. They're a little down this year right now. We did find out that Austin Ledbetter has a back injury. He might be out for the season, and they've just got to find a lot of pieces. Bryant has taken a trip to Texas right now. They're going to find out a lot about themselves. But Hot Springs Lakeside's look really, looking really good. They're ranked in our preseason top 10 in 5A. They are ranked number 7 overall. But the rankings we're talking about, Randy, uh, Scott McDonald from the Guard up in Batesville reached out to me and asked if I would get with some other baseball media experts across the state and put out a ranking every week on the AP wire. Very fortunate to do that. So every week we're going to publish, it'll be out on the AP and then news outlets like Channel 7, KAIT up in Northeast Arkansas, they'll be able to put this on their website, but it'll have a top 10 overall ranking and then a top five in each classification. So looking at some other games that have been played this week, you go over to Little Rock Central, Moralton is 3-0 and in that tournament. They've done really well. They're ranked number 10 in 4A. And then you look at the Joe T. Robinson tournament, uh, I say Robinson Tournament, the PBR Arkansas Select Tournament that's being held out at Joe T. Robinson on Highway 10. Robinson started off with a bang. They beat Conway 9-2 the other night. And then Gavin Glasgow, no-hit Pulaski Academy, as they won 16 to nothing. They're having a really good start to the season. And then Farmington has done really good. They're up in the northwest part of the state. They beat Rogers Heritage in Springdale Harbor to advance to the semifinals of that tournament. They will play Joe T. Robinson on Friday at 6 o'clock. And then the bottom half of the bracket for the PBR tournament, Jonesboro, in a really good game against Harding Academy, won 7-4 to the other night. They advanced to play BB, who beat Walnut Ridge 8-3. to Walnut Ridge is ranked in the top three of our 3A poll. And then Van Buren plays DeWitt. DeWitt was one of those teams we talked about a couple of weeks ago doing the 4A preview, Randy. 
uh, the Courtney brothers, Seth and Zach and Dax, have been really good for them so far. So if you get a chance to get out to Central Arkansas this weekend, there's going to be games played over at Lone Oak. Shiloh plays McGee. They're going to be at Pulaski Academy. Uh, you're going to see McCrory and Wynn over there. And then get out to Joe T. Robinson for the finals on Saturday. They'll be played at 11 a.m. All right, let's squeeze in uh, Jamie real quick. Jamie, good afternoon. Welcome to Drive Time Sports. Hey, guys. Uh, just a quick question. Uh, my alma mater shared, and uh, they've been kind of a powerhouse the last couple of years, for a few years, for baseball and softball. Just wondering what you thought about the baseball team, and if you cover softball at all, uh, what you think about the softball team this year. Thank you, Jamie. Thank Appreciate you. it, yeah. Sheridan is just about to take the field here in Benton. They're playing Bentonville West. They're, they return Tyler Cacciatore, Arkansas Razorback commit. Brandon Arledge is a Razorback commit in the 2021 class, along with Cooper Oliphant. They've got some really good senior leadership. Jackson Sori is going to Arkansas Tech next season. He's going to be their number two guy on the mound. They're gonna, they've got a lot coming back. They only lost one pitcher in Hayden Finley last, from last season. So expect the Yellow Jackets, who are ranked preseason number one in 5A, to make some noise this year and make it back to Baum Stadium. All right, Kevin, as usual, outstanding job. 